really like that. <laughs> that is great. What up, y'all? It is your boy, the one and only A Switch, aka uh, the serial killer, aka um, the Cheeto Condito, aka um, who um, left the cheese out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god all right <laughs> who left the cheese out <laughs> oh man i need to i need to chill i need to chill <laughs> who left the cheese out <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. It shouldn't really be, but it is. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <sighs> All right, let me let me get serious. Let me get serious on y'all real quick. Hold on. Let me gotta compose myself. Let me go into white mode so I can get some better lighting going on because I don't like the light. Give me that darkness. Give me that darkness. Charlie Murphy, darkness. Um, welcome all to yet another episode of Switches Sites, um, my gaming podcast, solo gaming podcast, where I talk about obviously games and all nerd related stuff of that nature. Um, this is episode twenty two. Um. Today's date is September 12th, 2019, um, right on the cusp of Tokyo Game Show and all the related interesting news that's come out of that. So, you know, uh, obviously we going to get into some of that, some of that info, uh, some interesting stuff going on we found out a lot of stuff about some games that we were speculating about in the previous episode that we uh you know went over and discussed so um yeah i'm i'd have to say the general consensus of majority of the games or the you know blockbuster games were disappointed but we'll get into that uh very shortly um did i cover everything I think I did. So, uh, why don't we just get into it? I mean, that's what we're here for, right? <laughs> okay, so, uh, probably the biggest, I would assume, biggest news, uh, in terms of why isn't it? Let me refresh that real quick. What are you doing? Um, it's probably the Project Resistance trailer. Which was the um, the Resident Evil multiplayer game that we didn't know much about. We had like a brief trailer that didn't really tell us too much, other than you know that there were four protagonists um, that you would you would play. Um, it, they did say it was multiplayer. Um, I'm not sure if they mentioned the asymmetrical part until like now, but. Either way, we got a trailer that kind of showed us more more uh, info about it. And boy, 
man, I'd have to say just the the disappointment is immense. I am very disappointed in this, to be honest. Um, I don't know if I'm looking forward to it at all. Well, I mean, uh, let me rephrase. I will, of course, give it a shot, give it a chance. Um, there is a beta sign up, uh, that will run from now until, um, I think around that time frame. I think there's a cutoff. Let's, uh, we'll check the website here. Go to English. I don't want to put this information in, but either way, just put it in in a reasonable, reasonable time. You'll get what you want. I showed it there. I guess it's loose. I think it's a loose date in terms of, you know, reasonably probably before, presumably before October. Um, I'm guessing, but either way, you can sign up for the project resistance. Um, beta where pretty much you get to play the game and try it out, test it out. And I'm presumably, uh, provide feedback, which, you know, very damn well, I'm going to be provides some goddamn feedback. Okay. I'm providing that damn feedback. Better believe it. Got me messed up. They gonna they gonna hear my opinion. <laughs> they gonna hear my opinion. Best believe. So, at least from the trailer, uh, what I gathered, uh, it's just like, it's just like a arcadier outbreak, to be honest. It's just like outbreak with a more arcadey, with a very arcadey like influence on top of, you know, having the one player that controls, you know, everybody. So I'll try to give like a somewhat of a breakdown of the trailer. So, you know, it started out kind of pretty much technically where the teaser let off or, or um, started. And then they basically elaborate more on that. They emphasize more on the melee combat. That seems to be somewhat of a big pillar um, in the trailer. They show the two characters in particular, the one black dude um, that I guess his uh, ability actually like buffs his melee attacks or something like that. I forgot. It's something like that. And then the other guy. Um, look like he came, <laughs> came out, sh- came straight from Jersey Shore. Um, he has this, uh, melee ability where I guess he can do physical hand to hand attacks. Um, I'm getting some, some slight Jake vibes from Resident Evil six. Um, that be, that still sounds cool, at least at the surface. So like off the bat, at least initially, it seems like all this are the great, are great, like um, settings for a, you know, superb, uh, outbreak game. If it were to be any, I forgot Well, I think the one girl in the crew can heal. Uh, I think the one girl, they showed that she was able to hack cameras and I guess presumably other, uh, digital equipment or whatever. So at least from everything seen, it seems like, you know, all the pillars are there for like a great, you know, uh, outbreak game. Uh, excuse the uh, plane that's just flying over me right now. While I'm just just doing this podcast, but you know, it's cool. It's cool. You do your thing, plane. I don't. I don't care. So, um, yeah. So I mean, 
from the initial things, it looked like, okay, all right, I'm seeing some, some outbreak vibes. Then I'm like, okay, that's, that's not outbreak. All right, man, just not, nope, that's not outbreak at all. And then, you know, just straight arcadey Resident Evil, which is, which would technically be okay in the right context. But I mean, obviously I'd want, um, outbreak way more than, um, uh, you know, arcade ish Resident Evil. I mean, we kind of somewhat got that already, like with Resident Evil 6. So, I mean, I'm okay on that. But either way, they're going in that direction, at least to explain a little bit more about the trailer. So, they, you know, uh, show pretty much all the characters' abilities and then they show them going through, you know, particular maps. And then they dropped in the whole aspect of, you know, the uh, the one of the 4v1 where it seems to be presumably Wesker. At least it seems to be pretty apparent with his, you know, trademark black suit. And I think you caught a glimpse of his glasses, I want to say. Um, and I think the gloves as well. So, I mean, it's, it seems to be pretty apparent that's got to be Wesker or, you know. <laughs> knowing Resident Evil is probably going to be some weird clone that oh okay so Wesker is alive and he had a clone this whole time so now it's going to be a Wesker in Resident Evil 8 or something like that which honestly I would kind of be okay with because uh, Wesker is pretty damn cool as a villain anyway um, but I digress so they uh, you know and showed that aspect of uh, Wesker where he can pretty much control the whole map. So I guess from the viewpoint of the one player against the four, they pretty much control the whole map. They can, uh, you know, spawn particular enemies. I'm, I'm a presumably like like some um, limiter or, you know, gauge or something that limits how many people you can spawn. house. <laughs> be pretty annoying to have like 50 liquor spawning right at a door, um, which, you know, that would just be annoying. But basically, you know, they uh, showed that the player can control uh, the zombies um, as well as probably the biggest, I guess, you know, maybe draw for Resident Evil fans is being able to actually control Tyrant, uh, which he looks like he was just ripped out of Resident Evil 2 remake, which is OK. Totally fine because you can actually control him at this point, which, you know, obviously you couldn't do in Resident Evil 2 Remake. So that's kind of a cool aspect of it. Uh, you can pretty much, it seems like you had all of the attacks that he does in Resident Evil 2 Remake, which is cool too. So uh, basically it's just a matter of, you know, um, you fighting against a very uh, human AI controller, if you will. That's what, at least kind of what I interpreted it as. So, um, Technically, as a game with of itself, you know, within the Resident Evil universe is cool, but uh, just wanting and desiring, craving Resident Evil outbreak, a sequel or a reboot more um, just kind of put me in a very uh, disappointing uh, mindset, um, even though, you know, it was pretty much the rumors were saying pretty much all of that. But a part of me just was hoping, just praying that that Capcom would listen to those uh hardcore outbreak fans and give us the uh give us the outbreak that we wanted. But yet again, disappointment. But one point they did um kind of emphasize on, at least from like interviews and stuff that I I was uh, picking up and gathering. Um it did they seem to very much emphasize on the point that it is a project 
which is, you know, um, you know, a project as well as they're gonna, you know, be pricing it, um, accordingly. So, uh, it's pretty apparent that it's probably not going to be a full price game or anything like that, which is cool. Um, at least we'll, you know, kind of, uh, lessen the, uh, the, the pain or the sting of, uh, this game not being the outbreak that, uh, a lot of us were hoping for, but, um, what is kind of encouraging and, you know, gives me hope is that the foundation is definitely there for them to say like, Hey, you know, we made project resistance. Um, people maybe didn't really like it as much or necessarily that well. Um, I mean, we have all the tools to make outbreak. Why don't we just go ahead and make outbreak file three or, you know, outbreak reboot. I'm guessing file three. I think that will make more sense. Um, maybe in some way remake the whole outbreak games. I mean, it, whatever is outbreak related, I, I would appreciate at this point, to be honest. So, I mean, um, that would be cool. Definitely. Um, but you can tell all of the pillars and, and the whole foundation is definitely there. They at least have something to go off of if they wanted to make a, um, outbreak game out of this instead, or, you know, maybe just totally the beta didn't go well as planned, or they didn't really like the reception. They're actually going to like, you know what, actually let's listen to the fans and let's go and make a legit outbreak game. And by outbreak game, I mean, you know, a pretty much a contained story, uh, you know, uh, across scenarios um, with puzzles and uh, combating, uh, PVE or, you know, uh, uh, um, AI for enemies and, and, um, zombies. Um, that's pretty much just the main pillars I want. So they technically could have just did RE2 remake and added all those aspects to it. And bam, you pretty much have a Resident Evil Outbreak game, in my opinion. You know, have maybe the, I guess it's pretty much optional if you want. Keep Put the Outbreak uh, gauge back in, you know, giving you a timer to complete the scenario and stuff like that. Have a set amount of scenarios, possibly the, um, the canceled ones or the ones that were going to be planned for the canceled Outbreak File 3 or something like that. That would be some really cool fan service. Uh, I guess for, you know, very hardcore niche fans, which is, you know, probably honestly not, not the mass that they maybe would be looking to aim at, but either way, be nice reference after a game, you know, making a continuation of game. Like I think file two outbreak, Resident Evil outbreak file two came out in 2005. I think, yeah, a year after the original one or no, I think the original one came out in 2003. Yeah, I think it was either one year or two year between because uh, the second one's like kind of like somewhat of an expansion of the first one where you can you know you can move characters back and forth between the two games and stuff like that. So either way, um, that definitely will probably be my dream. I'm actually starting to rank that up as my most desired game like that of all time. And I'll like lose my shit if uh, that were to happen. But at least from what we have now, it looks like that dream is still yet far away, if ever. But I guess there's always a uh, plane on uh, the emulator, which I 
it's kind of uh, all this news and making me uh, disappointed is uh, making me yearn for some outbreak. So keep on the lookout for that to play at some point down the line. I don't know. It's a lot of other games coming out that we are going to talk about later on. But either way. Uh, so shame, shame, Capcom. You almost had it. Oh, you got to be quicker than that. The one commercial. What, what commercial was that? I want to say Geico, where it had to do with the uh, fish and reel. Oh, you got to be quicker than that with, <laughs> with the dollar. Ugh. Capcom, you hurting me, man. Don't do this. Come on, Capcom. Make give us an outbreak file three, please. I'm begging you. Moving on. Unfortunately. Uh next snippet of news. Uh Last of Us Part Two. They're uh introducing a media event in Los Angeles. Um so obviously, I know there was the announcement of um, um, I think in one of our previous episodes, we talked about uh, it being a GameStop uh, exclusive Last of Us event, which is very weird choice of having having um, having GameStop of all outlets exclusive like information on Last of Us than, you know, versus like um media outlets that just it sounds like a weird choice but either way they that's what they did but uh now uh we're going to get some more details obviously of the last of us i'm curious of the release date um it seems like more than likely is going to be next year um i'm guessing like uh february april time frame or maybe june uh the date of the original game at least for PS3, I think uh, the remake or um, remaster for PS4 was in the fall, I want to say. So that'd be cool. I know uh, uh, a lot of people, including myself, was yearning for some more knowledge of Last of Us Part Two after that uh, uh, great trailer we saw last year at E3. Um, definitely looking to see what they found out. I know they said Neil Druckmann, the director, of uh, the game. I know he he said that he was done with the script or something like this had to have maybe been roughly a year ago as well. Or maybe around E3. It's hard to say at this point, but either way, uh, definitely good news to see that Last of Us Part 2 is on its way to get in our hands and our eyes and making us cry in some way that I'm anticipating is not going to be ideal. But, you know, We'll find it out sooner or later. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. I'm not ready for it. I don't think I am. But I'm I'm not ready, but I'm ready at the same time. If if you if you know what I mean. Um so yeah, that's uh pretty cool. Looking forward to it. Um wish I was invited, but you know, I'm nobody, so I would've I would've liked to see it. You know, I get it. I get a last of us. You don't know me like I know y'all. Uh, I appreciate y'all, but it's okay. Maybe one day, maybe one day moving on. Um, so control, um, you know, the great game that I raved about, uh, last episode, I believe, uh, they did announce, 
uh, that they are going to have a content roadmap. So there is going to be DLC. I know that was a lot of what a lot of us were speculating after beating the game because there was some there was some weird plot holes and like uh, not no, well, yeah, unresolved plot plot lines that um, seem like they would be you know, uh, resolved in like some simple DLC or something like that, or, you know, I guess ultimately a sequel, but at least now we know to some extent that we're going to get some continuation of some of that, uh, with their roadmap in terms of the DV- DLC. So I guess there's going to be a photo mode. I'm, I never really use photo mode, so I can't really vouch for that, but I know somebody is ecstatic. Somebody that loves to take, take them photos are going to be ecstatic. Taking them steals, good ass steals, <laughs> good old photo mode. And then expeditions, I guess, is a new game. Oh, a new game mode. So it's probably, I'm guessing, it's probably gonna be some wave survival mode. That seems likely, at least going based off of playing the whole game. I could see them just slapping some some uh some some survivor mode or maybe putting some back back uh backstory excuse to kind of justify it or something like that then the foundation which looks to be like some substantial dlc and it looks like now i'm seeing it more it looks like a substantial looks like this one location that they didn't do anything with in the main game so uh, it's yeah, I'm pretty sure this is going to be like wherever the continuation of the story is going to That's so funny. I was curious, like this place is just they just have this whole space and didn't do anything with it. And lo and behold, it's probably going to be like um, used for the DLC apparently now. So interesting and probably the biggest the biggest uh, discussion uh, discussion starting uh, aspect of this roadmap is expansion two, which is uh, AWE. So clearly, I guess maybe this kind of gets into a uh, semi spoiler story, but uh, semi spoiler territory. But uh, a lot of people are speculating that AWE stands for Alan Wake expansion, which is a pretty reasonable uh, deduction from what we uh what we saw. Uh, then you have the font, which looks a lot like the Alan Wake font as well in terms of you know the main game. Uh, so I mean, all signs are pointing to. And then also, I think I mentioned it in my kind of overview of the game impressions that the game um, has a lot of references to Alan Wake, uh, surprisingly. So um, spoilers, spoilers for Control. Not huge spoilers, I guess, but either way, um, there is a a fair amount of references that connects uh, Control to the Alan Wake universe and vice versa. So it would make total sense and is a very reasonable suspicion that um, this DLC is in fact having you maybe play Alan Wake or Alan Wake is, is the main story plot to some extent, um, which would totally be cool. I'm definitely down for that. I played both of the Alan Wake games, uh, Alan Wake one, and I guess the somewhat, 
sub partial sequel, Alan Wake's American Nightmare. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed them. I like the gameplay. It was pretty cool, pretty unique, uh, you know, adjacent to Max Payne and stuff at the time. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to that, that DLC in particular, especially what it is. And it being the last one seems like is probably going to be Alan Wake, uh, Alan Wake, Alan Wake expansion. That is too on the nose to, uh, you know, not be Alan Wake, especially since the game, since the universe, the game connected to the universes, basically. So I think it's pretty likely that's going to be the case. I'm not sure if we got any confirmation as of yet. I'm pretty sure Sam Lake is probably going to stay tight lipped about it until closer to, uh, to the release. But all in all, definitely good, good news. Cause, uh, definitely I know a lot of people, um, including myself would like to see an Alan Wake sequel. So maybe this is kind of maybe a, um, you know, segue or kind of a bridge kind of, um, what am I looking for? Kind of like a jumping off point to maybe jumpstart Alan Wake two, or, you know, get people hyped up even more so for Alan Wake two. If that comes to be, and if this AWE, AKA supposed, uh, Alan Wake expansion is actually that. So pretty cool. Looking forward to it. Very interesting. Very interesting. Next in news. <laughs> let's, let's get back on a disappointment train, shall we? Um, Al, um, I don't know. I have Alan Wake on my head. Well, obviously, obviously I know why, Duh. but, um, at Tokyo game show, uh, PlayStation had their whole, um, I guess their whole kind of showing, which, you know, obviously, okay. You won't, you won't show for us in, in, in a E3 or a Gamescom PlayStation, but okay. You're going to go to Tokyo though. To, to Sony's credit, they're pretty big in Japan. So, I mean, obviously I get it, but I'm just, I'm just making, I'm making jokes at them. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, PlayStation. I didn't mean to, but, uh, with some of that, we got some, uh, news in terms of some of the big, like blockbuster anticipated games, which, uh, we did mention one was uh, project resistance. And then, uh, this one, uh, which is uh Yakuza, like a dragon in the West. And I guess the weird choice is that they announced it. They announced the West title and everything in at the Tokyo Game Show, which is, I think, a first for um, maybe not necessarily any game, but I mean, it's a weird decision. I guess maybe hit, hit two birds, one stone. But uh, either way, they showed the trailer as well as the uh, new logo. So... I know I think I'm pretty sure I talked about it last episode, but uh, in in Japan, uh, the next game is going to be Yakuza 7 of Darkness of Light or something like that. I'm totally paraphrasing, but something in that ballpark. And then in the West, it's going to be called Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is kind of like Resident Evil, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, referring to its um, referred referring to its Japanese counterpart title. 
and I think it's the reverse in Japan. So it's um, Biohazard Resident Evil in Japan or Biohazard Biohazard Resident Evil 7 in Japan. So, um, but that's not the case for Yakuza 7. And then, you know, I totally went off on uh, how they're drastically changing uh, what has been the tried and true and loved personally uh, gameplay of active um, beat em up combat now to freaking turn based RPG miss, which uh, I'm still not happy about, to be honest, but. I saw they had a somebody recorded a gameplay trailer trailer at GP uh, GPS <laughs> at TGS and um, they showed some of the gameplay of how it kind of works the turn paced gameplay and uh, I could see myself enjoying it but then uh, like I've I've said before I'm just gonna keep you know yearning for a legit. Yakuza game that has, you know, active beat em up gameplay and not turn based gameplay. So it still hurts. But I mean, you still got some of this, the, you know, general pillars of Yakuza. You got the story, which seems to be interesting enough. The protagonist seems to look cool. I give it credit at that. Um, some of the attacks look interesting. They're very goofy, which I'm pretty sure that's intentional. It seems to be some suspense of belief. I think they're like going off the deep end with the, um, uh, I love dragon quest and I'm just going to emulate it throughout this whole game motif, if you will. And, uh, basically I think in the gameplay, I saw like, uh, there were some dudes that walked up to Ichiban and his crew, uh, the two other dudes in the back. I forgot their names or don't know their names. Um, and then like some of the characters just totally morphed into like different people. Like this small dude just transformed this big, like fist of the North star looking dude. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he actually looked like he came straight from fist of the North star. Probably, probably copy the assets from, um, the game they developed, uh, somewhat recently, like a year ago, uh, fist of the North star lost paradise in the West, I believe. So, um, you could definitely see they're at least having fun with it, which is fine. I understand that developers need to branch out and, you know, keep those creative juices flowing and experiment and, you know, try to reinvent what, uh, what maybe for some is starting to get bland, but at the same time, I just wish they did it in some other way that wasn't so drastic. I really do. From the gameplay, it's like I could see myself getting used to it. They did show like you can change your character's jobs, which I'm guessing like is generally how they are in terms of like their their character template. So it's like uh, showed Ichiban like transformed to like some head Yakuza goon or something like that, where he had a sword instead of a a bat. I guess he picked up in the in the gameplay. Then they showed. Um, one of the older guy, I forget, well, they're both pretty much generally old, but the one guy, he uh, got a different job where he's like the B-boy, which looks like they pretty much copied a lot of assets from uh, Yakuza 0, presumably, where, uh, you know, he does all the B-boy moves and stuff like that. Um, and then the other guy who's like a hobo, they look like, 
he got transformed or got a job where he's like this looks like this rich dude with like who just spits just alcohol it seems like i'm guessing it's some deviation off that where he's like now uh well that's i guess his gameplay angle but it seems like in general he's always just spitting stuff at people <laughs> so um i definitely saw a lot of the trademark comedy uh, of the Yakuza series in the game and you know uh, definitely a lot of that personality and charm looks to still be in it from that gameplay but just uh, just that part of me is just very much yearning for just some real time combat man uh, and then just seeing them in action running like you know Kiryu and other and stuff like that uh, which is cool. It's good that that's <laughs> that's still intact. But I mean, obviously, that's very minimal aspect of the game. Uh, it just looks kind of uh, from what I've seen gameplay wise, it looks pretty clunky is the best way to, to explain it. Um, I don't know. It just didn't look that that what am I looking for that worthwhile I guess in my head it just didn't look like in my head I'm just just I was like it didn't look that worthwhile to drastically change the you know game genre for but it, I saw some cool aspects and tidbits here and there you know I mean I guess this presumably will make like the heat actions look cooler or being able to emphasize more on heat actions now um, depending on the attacks you do um, and then, and then like, it seemed like you could do some like combo attacks where you can like, maybe, uh, it seemed like, uh, one guy, one of the characters did an attack right after the other. I'm guessing maybe that's some cool, maybe random, um, bonus or something that, you know, is maybe like a 15% of chance of happening or something like that. So it has some cool stuff there. It shows some, uh, saw some of the gameplay for some of the side stuff where it showed like, uh, the go-kart minigame, which just looks like Mario Kart and Yakuza, <laughs> which is not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I don't have an issue with, with, um, with karting games or go-kart games. Um, and then there was this weird trash collection minigame or something like that. So, um, that seemed cool or okay at least. Um, but outside of that, yeah, that was pretty much it. And, uh, it's okay. I mean, I could see myself getting used to it, but at the same time, still yearning and uh, just fantasizing of what this game could have been if it was just a legit brawler like it uh, has always been. But either way, I'll definitely give it a chance when it comes out in the West. But I don't know. Now, just this whole change. I don't know if there's some more deserving games that come out. I might pick those up first and maybe wait on it. But either way, it is. Uh, it's pretty much somewhat as I expected. Not. Um, I knew either way. I'm just gonna be disappointed at this point because it's not gonna be a brawler like, like uh, it's like um, you know. The games that are becoming less or the genre as a whole is becoming lesser and lesser. Now, hopefully, I mean, gladly there's like uh, Streets of Rage coming out and uh, River City Girls and stuff like that. But uh, just a unique, legit brawler with RPG aspects. That was my that was my jam, man. That was my jam.
Now it won't be jam anymore. It'll just be like strawberry preservatives. You know, it's not the it's not the best, but it's okay. <laughs> Actually, that's a great analogy. That is a great analogy. <laughs> Yakuza Seven is like uh, strawberry preservatives. It's not jam, but I mean, it's it'll get the job done. I guess that is that is a perfect analogy. That is that is totally Yakuza Seven. So yeah, it's strawberry preservatives, but it's not strawberry jam. You know, it's not not the real thing, but. Yeah, <laughs> that is a perfect analogy. That is so perfect. That is spot on. Um, moving on. Um, also in news, I, I'll at least briefly mention it. I'm not going to go over it because I put myself at least in blackout from it. Uh, I guess they uh, show Death Stranding in terms of the f- uh, 50 minute gameplay presentation or demonstration. I believe. Uh, but before that even happened, Hideo on Twitter uh, tweeted out basically an announcement that um, actually let me look it up right now. Look it up. Let's do some real live fact checking. As I don't want to. Uh, yeah, so uh, in terms of the uh his uh, statement, he's like, people built walls and become accustomed to living in isolation. Death Stranding is a completely new type of action game where the player's goal is to reconnect isolated cities and a fragmented society. All elements, including the story and gameplay, are bound together by the theme of strand or connection. As Sam Porter bridges, you will attempt to bridge these divisions and in doing so create new bonds or strands with other players around the globe through your experience playing the game. I hope you'll come to understand the true importance of forging connections with others. Now, please enjoy the latest Death Stranding trailer. Actually, that's I don't think that was the statement that I was looking for. I don't think a walking dead. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother, uh, can of worms. Maybe, uh, I'm pretty sure he mentioned it. Let me look it up real quick. So he said something about, yeah, I'm just going to paraphrase cause I can't pull it up here, but basically he, um, he paraphrased or I'm paraphrasing what he's saying is that basically he's like, Hey, <laughs> I don't know. I keep wanting to say it like, guys, we've heard you, <laughs> but he said basically like, you know, for fans of, you know, his work or whatever, he said that to trust him, which actually I totally do. Cause I mean, I've never, as of now, I've not been steered wrong. I guess maybe you could say metal gear five, but it wasn't really his fault and the gameplay was solid. So still, can't really veer him wrong. Silent Hills can't really veer him wrong. I mean, uh, the demo people are crazy over a demo. The game didn't even come to be and people are still just, just raving over a demo. So, I mean, in general, uh, he, Hideo, I, I trust him fully with, uh, you know, all my experiences, uh, with his, uh, great creations of work. Um, you know, obviously mainly metal gear solid personally, but either way, 
So with that, um, where was I going with that? Yeah. So he, I'm paraphrasing a statement he made, uh, that I caught where basically he said something like, uh, generally roughly, um, if you are, if you trust me, uh, you won't see this 50 minute demonstration. Um, this is for people who aren't really sold on the game or really need to see the gameplay to get, you know, be sold on getting the game or whatever. So that was enough for me to say like, okay, fine. I'm totally, totally good with that. I'm just going to go on blackout now only like what, two months until it comes out. I'm totally fine with that. Uh, I think, yeah, the less you know, the better. Cause, uh, I think it's honestly, I think it's a lot more than he's leading on in terms of the game. And, um, with his work, I think I'm, I'm of, of any, any director or, you know, um, game developer, whatever, what have you, um, work that I'm very receptive of in terms of, you know, having an open mind, uh, definitely would be Hideo Kojima's work for sure. Um, I don't say that for a lot of people, but definitely for Hideo Kojima, just knowing his mindset and just how creative of a person he is, I can definitely see, uh, myself liking this game, uh, at the very least liking it, maybe not loving it or ranting over it or whatever. But, um, I think just all of what he's done in terms of the initial stuff I've heard in terms of, you know, like the characters, like just the trademark weird, weird Hideo Kojima created characters. I'm pretty much sold already. So, I mean, because of that, I'm I'm chose not to watch the 50 minute video or gameplay demonstration because I, I, at this point, I'm totally fine with going uh, on a blackout until we find or get the game in our hands to actually, you know, fully play it and get the, get the actual gist of uh, Death Stranding as a whole. So, yeah. I just thought I'd touch on that, you know, like, hey, hey, switch. Why the hell you ain't cover Death Stranding? I want to know, know about that, bitch. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I'm just I'm just picking hairs. I'm picking them hairs. Uh, next. There's a trailer. Even though, well, OK. Um, Next in news, uh, they announced Neo 2 which uh, I think there's a trailer or maybe it was unofficially. It looks like it was taken down maybe from the poster. I think I saw it. But either way, uh, they announced Neo 2, which is going to come early 2020. So I'm guessing January, February time frame um, for the PlayStation 4, I guess maybe timed exclusive like the first one. I think the first one came out. Uh, exclusively timed on the PS4 and then later on PC. I don't think it came to Xbox. Um, I have, <laughs> I hate saying this. I have Neo one, but haven't played it. Um, I think I played the beta, but, uh, didn't play any more than that. Um, but definitely I'm interested in this. Um, well, after I played the first one, I mean, I like me some Dark Soul games. Give me that challenge and give me that great fulfillment and feel feel good about myself as a gamer and credit myself as a gamer, you know, taking them rites of passage, which is, you know, those games that are considered to be the hardest or whatever. So 
Um, a game I'm looking forward to cussing at and being frustrated and angry at and rage quitting and putting down for like three months and then picking back up and I'm like, oh, why did I drop it and then beat it? <laughs> that's how, actually, that's honestly probably what, what could happen, to be honest. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. Not even going to lie to y'all. That is a very high possibility. <laughs> that's a very high possibility. Um, so cool. Um, those are probably the biggest titles that they shown. Uh, some of the other stuff just personally didn't interest me. So I don't think it's really worth talking about in general or has been covered to some extent already anyway. So, so moving on from that and good God, we are so close. Call of duty, modern warfare, open beta, uh, actually dropped today, um, earlier of, um, Earlier, what am I thinking of? What am I thinking of earlier today? I don't know why that took me so long for uh, <laughs> for exclusively for PS4 uh, owners that pre-ordered the game. Uh, you, I think it the switch was flipped 10 a.m. today. Uh, been dying to play it, but I was like, let me get this podcast out because I won't do it. I'll uh, just play this game all the way until night and not do anything else. So being an adult, hey, had to get this out. But uh, yeah, so it's going to be started today and over the weekend, uh, you'll be able to play. And then I think the following weekend, uh, other people will be able to play. So that's uh, PC and Xbox One players uh, will be able to play the next or following weekend. And I think the weekend after that, no, that's the, that's the same weekend. Okay. So yeah, this weekend is exclusive to PS4 players. Then next weekend is going to be exclusive to not exclusive, but, um, Xbox and PC players will be able to play. And also I'm, I'm guessing they're going to, you know, really stress test, uh, the, the cross play, which, uh, that's, that's a pretty big step for call of duty going to cross play now. So with that, with that, 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 that alone made me, uh, go to Xbox because that's generally my preferred call of duty gaming console. But now with this annoying console exclusive, exclusive, exclusivity stuff, they moved from Xbox to PlayStation. I was like, ugh, I guess I got to get call of duty on the PlayStation now, even though it's not my preferred console. Um, now uh, I think it's time to go back, uh, to the Xbox one X, especially, you know, technically being the most powerful console, uh, in general, and then the cross play. So if I were wanting to play with friends on other platforms, I can do that if that ends up being a thing. So, um, at least that's my intended or desired platform so far, but, uh, at least there's still time with this beta, uh, at least from playing the two V two alpha which came out like maybe a month ago from now. Uh, the gameplay and graphics, just overall performance is pretty damn impressive uh, on the PS4 Pro, at least w- what I was playing it on. So I don't see it being any different for uh, the PS4, uh, at least with this beta. But uh, it looks like they're going to be doing some pretty dope stuff with this beta. It seems like we don't give you the whole kit and caboodle, to be honest. I think, you know, obviously 
the caveat is that uh, I believe the the cap in terms of your max level is uh, 10, which is totally understandable. Obviously, it's a beta, they're not going to let you progress um, progress through the whole because there are people that are de- that would definitely like hunker down and play literally uh, 24, what, 78 hours straight. 78? Yeah. 24. I mean, I don't trust it. I don't trust it. Oh, I didn't need not need you right now. Let me ask Siri. Hey, Siri. What is 24 times three? 24 times three. I was right. I was right. I just needed that that verification. Okay. Excuse me. All right. Just just had to fact check myself. Make sure I'm not giving you guys false information. Thank you. Either way. Um. Yeah, man, I'm very excited. Um, I'm hearing some stuff like, man, this is the best Call of Duty since uh, since Modern Warfare 2, which is definitely my most favorite Call of Duty of them all. I've definitely probably the, the, the game I'll put the most time into as a whole of any game. Maybe Halo 2 might be close to that, but I digress. So um, all that is looking great. So uh, I'm definitely going to be putting some good ass time into uh, seeing what this demo is going to be about um, in terms of the net code and just overall um, experience <laughs> experience. <laughs> so just thought I'd mention that for folks that may be uh, may have never been uh been out of call of duty for a while and maybe want to come back or interested like oh this might be the best call of duty to come back or something seems like that might be the case jack sorry um next in news tekken 7 uh season pass 3 launched um this past tuesday and I think Zafina launched with it, I believe. Yeah, I've yet to uh, mess around with, uh, you know, my main man, Brian Fury. And uh, additionally, uh, Fang, I've not been testing with him for a while, but definitely want to see what uh, change they made to my, my, my boy, my boy, Brian Fury. Um, and see what he what he looking like see if he looking looking a little buffed i don't think i think he was a pretty competent character in general though but uh i haven't really seen him winning tournaments i think for the older versions he was one and winning a fair amount of tournaments or at least up there so that's my main man you may see me uh um broadcast on trich <laughs> broadcast on trich <laughs> with uh with some um uh, Brian Fury struggles. I mean, struggles for the for the opponent. Uh, opponent, of course, not not myself. Cause never that, never that. All these all these opponents gonna feel this hurt. Okay, you hear me? All these damn opponents. These damn opponents gonna get these hands, these kneecaps, these trips, these low parries. They don't want to see it. They don't want to see it. They hate to see it. 
um so yeah so at least yeah so i guess savina is launching with this season three uh season pass three uh new moves for every character i'm very interested that i oh man i am so interested to see what they what they did to my boy brian fury he better be buffy he better get buffed um new health colors small ui changes preset costumes this means you won't have to you see the same default costume every time. Oh, that's cool. So you can preset your costumes. Like, I guess, presumably, for, you know, tournament settings where, you know, there's the base, always the base costume you have to pick. So now that, that's pretty cool. I like that. Uh, play stats. I think they reset the uh, rankings in terms of your character, um, character rank, I want to say. Uh, but yeah, boy, boy, when that, when that, when my, when my nigga, <laughs> when my nigga, Leroy Smith come out, mm, it's going to be a boy, that's going to be the second coming. So I think he's the next, the next DLC character coming in the winter alongside with replays and extended expanded practice functionality that is very suggestive terminology i'm not sure why they use that but that seems to be hitting at something in particular but i don't know what um i thought they had replays in tekken oh maybe i never i never noticed that well and yeah we still have two characters unannounced so uh Still hope. Got to keep the hope a uh, hope alive for uh, my boy Kiryu. Got to keep it alive. Bring Kiryu to Tekken. It it is it is a a match made in heaven. Kiryu for Tekken all day every day till the day I die. Okay. Cause uh he is legit. Okay. Put in Kiryu. Just do it. It's so simple. There's still a chance. There's still a chance. Cue the uh, Dumb and Dumber gif. So there's still a chance. Okay. So uh, next interesting topic of discussion, at least. So I think this kind of well, this is like right on the cusp of last episode. But so apparently there's this discussion going on. It's probably somewhat subsided by now, but there's this weird discussion about X or cross <laughs> seem very similar to like us, uh, the dress blue or gold or whatever. Um, but I'm gonna just squash this right now. I'm gonna squash it right now. It is X. It has always been X. It is X. Totally understand in Japan if they call it, uh, you know, cross cause that's what they're used to. Um, like circle. Uh, X. X. Why cross? That's such weird, such a weird decision. Had to have come from Japan because that Japan is the only uh, location I'm familiar with that technically would call it cross. Um, I don't you don't hear anybody in the US call it cross. Maybe I guess UK. I don't think they even call it cross X X. At least in, in it, I'll at least speak for us. It's definitely X. So I don't know. This is just a weird discussion. I think just something, nothing that came, something that came out of from nothing that like, oh yeah, no, actually it is cross. 
you know what? It is cross. It's not X. It's cross. I'm like, what? What are you smoking? What are you smoking? I don't know. I'm just saying. I just wanted to touch on that because I just, just, just weird, weird overall. Uh, next topic of discussion. Um, the game awards. Um, Jeff Keeley, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, announced. Uh, the game awards date for this year, which is December 12th. Uh, I'm gonna try to go this year. Cause man, I had a blast last year. I actually got a chance to actually go to the, to the, um, to the actual venue and see the whole thing in action live. So that was pretty fun. I had a great time, man. That was a great ass after party, man. That was, that boy was off the chain you hear me um yeah uh, at least at for the for the the awards as a whole it was so like great everything was perfectly paced wasn't uh too many like awkward conversations hey bill man uh you hope you don't shoot his head off put the put the fist up um it was it was very concise everything was very adequately paced um so I hope they keep that momentum for this one and make it even better. Uh, but even like I said last year, it was pretty great overall. I was very satisfied with uh, kind of how they had the whole thing um, presented. So looking very much forward to uh, this year's Game Awards. So hopefully get some good, uh, good juicy uh, announcements, um, some heartfelt thanks and uh, award acceptance speeches. Um, I'm here for all of it. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Uh, we already talked about that. And yeah, that's pretty much all the news I wanted to cover for uh, this episode. So I guess we'll get into some uh, gaming. And let me get my light, my light back into some gaming. Uh, or what I've been gaming on lately. So this has probably been one of the biggest releases, uh, release weeks of the year. So we had, uh, Gears of War five. So I guess I'll cover that first and man, what not to say about this game. I say overall, it's definitely great, a worthy addition to the gear series. Um, it's hard to say better than four, uh, at least from a multiplayer standpoint. I still have to determine that ultimately, but I guess maybe initially it definitely feels like it. They made a lot of great decisions. I do have some gripes, but I'll at least cover on the campaign. Campaign, pretty damn great. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, there was some issues in terms of just from a technical standpoint, uh, in terms of just the progression of the um just progression uh, from chapter to chapter. Uh, it seems like it wasn't, you know, for the achievement hunters out there, it wasn't adequately tracking your achievement progress across the uh, chapters, which was an issue for me personally. Um, it wasn't, um, I think collectibles accurately weren't being tracked as well in terms of if you picked them up and if it actually saved them. Um, and then it was this weird uh, saving glitch 
where it's like at particular points in the game, it, I, it luckily wasn't too often for me personally, but it was like maybe two points in the game where it would do this infinite saving uh, where it gives you the indication where it's saving. So it's like, uh, I hope I don't power off my uh, PS, uh, PS uh, Xbox uh, unintentionally or something like that where basically uh, it would just be stuck and, you know, nothing wouldn't progress or any like scripted moments wouldn't happen after that. So basically you were kind of forced to restart the game from the previous checkpoint, which obviously you will would have lost all the progress you made since the last checkpoint. So generally like 15 minutes worth of time you lose and you have to do like all these shootouts all over again basically to get to where you started and hope and pray that it didn't it let you get through in terms of that progression so that was pretty annoying but again didn't happen too often but i think they're they're um i caught their what's up for today so they are talking about um basically fixing that so um, and they're they're at least aware and uh, are acknowledging it. And yeah, so I was wondering why I didn't get my completed campaign on. I think I did it on hardcore or I think they call it something different now with this this version of Gears. But um, it was yeah, it was showing that I didn't actually progress or complete particular weird sporadic chapters so i'm hoping that you know with a patch they automatically fix that but i'm guessing i just have to play all those again or skim through the ones that they said i didn't complete even though i saw the end game cutscene and everything but whatever it is what it is so um yeah at least from the campaign uh they did kind of deviate in terms of some um gameplay choices that you aren't used to in previous gears games so probably the biggest not necessarily a sporter has been discussed and open openly discussed before is that there are basically certain segments in the game where you where the the game actually goes open world you know roughly not like in the most extreme sense but gives you a light sense of exploration where you can go to some do some side stuff where you basically earn um, uh, upgrades for Jack, who's the, you know, robot that flies around. That's been in the series since one, really. Um, there's basically an RPG mechanic where you can upgrade him um, to do get give you certain abilities. So, like, he can freeze enemies. I think that's when you upgrade his, one of his abilities all the way up and stuff like that. So basically, you know, you find these pickups that are component upgrades that just gives you all the uh, let you upgrade those particular abilities. But then there's um, these what they refer to as ultimate jack upgrades, I think, where you have to upgrade um, where they basically give you the ultimate upgrade to said ability. So like if you are what was one of them? So like if you have uh, this one that gives you radar or like pings everything that you, you know, uh, that is of interest to you more than likely. Um, I think the, I forgot what the ultimate version of it is, but I think the ultimate version is that you can mark people for death and it does 20 percent more damage or something like that. So try kind of to give you a general gist. And I think one I mentioned was. Uh, the flash ability, like the extreme version of that is that they can, um, when he flashes the enemies, they actually freeze in place. 
Um, so uh, you could see a lot of those are pretty beneficial, but not necessarily detrimental to you like progressing in a game as otherwise if you just wanted to avoid doing that. So all of that was pretty cool, pretty interesting. I thoroughly enjoyed that aspect. I thought the the side stuff was pretty interesting to do. They didn't really necessarily seem to like shoveled in, do this just to do this type of deal. It seemed to have some purpose and like justified being a side mission. So as to, you know, doing something that you would do on the side uh, that would supplement the story roughly, but isn't necessarily integral to the the main story. So uh, from that standpoint, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I pretty much did, I think, all of the side stuff. Um that I recall I didn't do all the collectibles because that that was like ridiculously innocuous and just too it was like it was like 150 ish something collectibles. Hell no, I'm not gonna do no damn collectibles. I'm starting to have that standpoint now. I'm just getting tired of collectibles. Just stop it. Why who likes collecting? Well, I guess people probably does. That probably will explain why it's still uh somewhat staple in games today. It's like you can't really go across any game that doesn't have collectibles. I'll say this, at least collectibles, um, keep collectibles to a minimum, keep it reasonable in terms of the amount of collectibles in a game. So like, I think a pretty fair and reasonable collectible amount would probably be 20 to 30 personally, stretching it, stretching it at the extreme most 50. I think anything more than 50 is just annoying and irritating and just unpleasurable to do, in my opinion, which, you know, this game and of many don't really choose to uh, respect or do. So it's fine. You don't have to do it, which I chose not to. Maybe at one point, if I'm feeling risky, I may want to do it or whatever. I doubt it, but uh, still my gripe with collectibles, but I can't hark gears for that. I mean... In general, that's pretty much every game that, you know, there's clearly some some, I guess, audience that really loves collectibles. But I digress. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, in terms of that is fine. Uh, but overall, in terms of just the general gameplay, I mean, I, obviously, it's probably pretty evident in appearance that just the graphics are just stellar, astounding, great um, I'm playing on Xbox One X, and boy, 60 FPS, 4K, uh, it looks spendiferous. It just looks great on all all fronts. Um, everything pops. Just the, the environments just pop, especially with HDR specifically. Um, it just just everything just feels like it just pops, man. On you know, obviously a good. Uh, good note. Um, so I mean, very satisfied with that aspect in particular with the graphics overall cutscenes look great. Um, overall the story, um, yeah, I was invested, interested in, they took some weird choices that I don't want to necessarily spoil, uh, somewhat towards the end. Um, the ending overall, I, it just, I'm not, not to spoil anything, but it just felt really, it felt too cliffhangery for me. 
it felt like it ended too much on a cliffhanger. It didn't really feel like the story reasonably concluded, but at the same time, you know, hinted at a next one, which at least it's apparent that obviously it's, it's, this is a planned trilogy and, you know, this is obviously gonna, there's gonna be a six. So, I mean, all, all of that is pretty, you know, obvious. So I think it seems like that's the choice they made based off that. So it's like, Hey, we know we're going to get a sequel. So we might as well, it felt a bit halo two ish for me where it's like, you know, um, let's finish this fight. And like, uh, but uh, can we, can we just finish right now and wait for, for, for three? I mean, why do we got to, why do we got a desire to finish the, you know, so that's at least my thoughts on the campaign. I don't want to spoil too much there, um, but definitely recommend it. Great campaign. Definitely out of the, all of the gears uh, that come to mind, this is definitely the best campaign, in my opinion, out of the gear series. So I personally thoroughly enjoyed it out of all the gears. I Mind you, it's been a while since I played pretty much all of the original ones. I was going to try to play all of the originals before this one came out and get a better frame of reference. But I mean, at least from what I played, I think I felt I thoroughly enjoyed this uh, this campaign overall for sure. So uh, I guess to touch on the multiplayer specifically, um, messed around. I played like one match of Horde, so I can't, I guess, legitimately uh, you know, somewhat assess, um, horde or, you know, some of the optional multiplayer modes, but for horde specifically, um, from what I played, the one match I played, it was pretty great. Uh, in terms of just overall flow, it was great. Probably the biggest welcomed addition to that, to that mode is, uh, the, whatchamacallit, the, um, uh, add in bots, uh, for players that drop out. Cause I mean, if you, it, it felt like whenever I would play a, a horde match in gears four, it, it will be pretty rare for people to actually to stay and not one person drop out after, let's say, you know, getting to like wave 10 or something like that, 20. Um, but now at least it, there is some compensation for a player leaving. So you're not like SOL and basically just played the ways for nothing now. So, um, and then it felt like the CPUs actually held their own from what I played. Like, you know, if you're down, they'll pick you up pretty reasonably, uh, in a, in a reasonable amount of time. Uh, especially like if you're near them and you're down, they'll be pretty quick to pick you back up. And then in terms of fighting off the horde, they're pretty, they seem to be holding their own from what I witnessed and saw. So that is a welcome, welcome, welcomed addition to, uh, to the whole, to the mold. Uh, I think that's probably the biggest, in my opinion, the biggest addition is just having bots to replace, uh, people that quit. So, you know, you just doesn't totally kill the morale of trying to get to wave 50 on the horde. So welcomed, welcome addition, Bravo, Bravo coalition for adding that. Um, so that's definitely going to at least encourage me to try playing that more. Cause that was always a, uh, irritating aspect whenever I would try to play horde. Cause I generally don't have too many friends that I'll play on Xbox. Most of them play on like PS4. So having that solution, uh, is definitely pretty 
<clears throat> pre-welcome. So, um, they did make some weird, interesting choices, uh, at least in terms of their general gameplay. So, like, specifically when you, uh, in terms of the upgrading uh, and, you know, getting points. So, when you when you get points, generally it's the standard for from the previous gears that you will put it to your uh, four to four fabricator to, uh, you know, um, collect enough points to start building fortifications, which, you know, just help you uh, fend off the horde, you know, easier. But now it's like some weird meta stuff that like now you can uh, buff up your health and damage and stuff like that personally. So you can basically use the points for yourself, which is weird because it seems like that just encourages, I guess, encourages players to be more lone wolfy and not necessarily, excuse me, encourage teamwork which, you know, I think has always been a pretty big pillar of uh, horde mode. Cause I mean, obviously without teamwork, you just won't make the dream work and, you know, defeat the horde um, or, you know, get to wave 50. So that's a weird, it seemed like a weird decision overall. So, I mean, I'm not sure how that's ultimately going to play out. Uh, I'd have, I still have to kind of see how that kind of plays out. At least for me personally, it's like, I was just automatically just buffing myself up because like they I know the horde is going to get stronger. So I might as well get stronger because uh, it's going to make life easier. And like I've, I I found myself having a way easier time uh, killing enemies and, you know, not getting down as much actually being able to go on my own and killing people and coming back. Uh, which, you know, obviously that would just be a death sentence if you were to do that, like in a standard horror mode where that option was impossible. So all of that is pretty weird in terms of the decisions made there. But either way, um, from what I played and then there's also the em emphasis more on characters. So now each characters have ultimates, which, you know, depends on the character. So there is a lot more individuality uh, with this with Gears 5 in terms of multiplayer, at least specifically for Horde and the the, the other mode Escape, which um, I did play a match of, seemed pretty cool. I don't necessarily see myself playing that a lot, but either way, it's pretty interesting. Um, you know, basically the objective is this, you plant a bomb in like a presumably the Horde base, and then your mission is to escape that base and, you know, uh, kill all the horde with the gas or whatever bomb you plan it. So I guess, uh, from playing it, it seemed cool. I never had, didn't have any issues with it. Um, it seems like, you know, it is set for you to scavenge items rather than, um, necessarily like, you know, having a choice or particular choice of weapons, which is cool for me. I'm generally a pretty resourceful player in terms of, you know, horde as well. Um, and, and I guess that's kind of the general vibe I got from this mode is that it's like, it felt like a, a horde light, if you will. Like if you know, you don't really have a lot of time or like three hours to commit for a horde mode run or whatever, this is kind of a pretty reasonable, I guess, substitution for that. So, uh, cause I think generally it felt like under 30 minutes to kind of complete, um, a wave. I don't know the term for it or complete, a 
a map. I forgot they use some particular term for these a hive to, you know, uh, complete a particular hive. But um, yeah, it seemed pretty straightforward. But yeah, again, I don't know. I don't really see myself playing that mode more than horde, if anything, or even on top of that, playing, you know, horde more than multiplayer, which is, I guess, the next topic I'll get into. So multiplayer, I maybe play maybe six matches so far. Didn't really play all the maps yet, um, but at least from what I played, I just had some I guess issues in particular, I guess from a general standpoint, in terms of gameplay, uh, it seems like tried and true gears, which is, you know, my biggest, uh, you know, um, or I guess the biggest aspect I've been satisfied with that, you know, it's just traditional gears. They didn't make anything too drastic of a change or anything like that. Um, and then, you know, there's the arcade mode, which is more geared towards beginning players or, you know, um, players who aren't really akin to the cut, the traditional gears gameplay of, you know, uh, power weapon pickups and then the kind of battle of picking up the power weapons or, or fighting for the, for the power weapons. So there was that. And then, um, it arcade mode is fine. I don't think I see myself playing that more than like, you know, TDM or, you know, like execution or, you know, ranked. So, I'm trying to get my, like, I guess, feelings for that in particular, but I guess one other aspect I had an issue with was, uh, what was it? Um, the disparity between PC and Xbox one. So it seems like the choice they made this round compared to gears four, which for gears four, I guess, as a frame of reference, uh, there's, you know, they released PC and the Xbox one version for gears. Um, but there was some disparity between PC and Xbox players. So you had the option to opt out of playing with PC players. Um, you know, because generally the consensus is that they generally have the advantage over you, uh, with mouse and keyboard versus controller. So, uh, but with this one, you can only do that option by, uh, for rank matches specifically. So if you do quick play, you will still, you can still get matched with PC players, which I think that's been my issue so far with the game. Cause I still think they technically have an advantage over controller players to an extent. So I hope they patch it at some point, but give you an option to basically, uh, add, add, um, add the option to choose not to play with PC players, uh, in quick play as well as, you know, rank, which they already have. Cause, uh, I don't know, just to get my, my bearings and, and kind of get the feel and sense of the game. Um, I think, yeah, I just found myself getting obliterated, which, you know, I've been, I'm pretty experienced in gears as a series as a whole. And I've been having been able to hold my home in a lot of, uh, you know, uh, the games I played, but it felt like the matches I've been playing against is that what were against players that just had, a clear advantage over me rather than, you know, uh, not necessarily skill, but just, uh, you know, a, a base advantage, you know what I mean? So I don't know if I just suck, <laughs> but it didn't necessarily felt like I, I sucked. It was just like, I just wasn't good enough. If that makes sense or, you know, a limit limited with my controller compared to a keyboard. 
it was what it felt like. But I don't know. I, I have Game Pass Ultimate, so I can, you know, play it on PC as well, which, you know, I was just totally fine just playing on my Xbox One X. But I'll probably give PC a try, see how it plays and, you know, try to compare and contrast and maybe play play a little bit more, get a better feel for that, you know, from there. So. But all in all, those are at least my general impressions of Gear 5. Uh, definitely a worthwhile addition, uh, at least from what I played so far, definitely seems to be better then gears four in a lot of ways. So um, definitely looking forward to playing more and, you know, giving you guys a better update in terms of my impressions of it overall. If I happen to uh, happen to be able to do that, I may not because of all these other games coming out. And of course, the next game I'm going to talk about Monster Hunter World Iceborne. This game, it's, it's been a battle actually this this past weekend trying to decide between Monster Hunter World Iceborne and Gears 5, trying to delegate the time properly. I started out with Gears 5 and beat the campaign. Then right after that, probably played one quick quick match and then went to Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Uh, but yeah, man, pretty much a great uh, addition uh, to Monster Hunter World so far. Been enjoying uh, all the monsters, all the uh, new variants of existing monsters and stuff like that. Um, yeah, pretty much overall, it's been I've been thoroughly uh, satisfied with the experience of uh, just just the game. Addition of the clutch call is very welcomed, especially like for melee players that have to deal with the the flying enemy so much. Uh, I think this kind of helps evens up the the field, the playing field against them specifically. So uh, that's been pretty welcome and pretty pretty uh, accepted. So, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, uh, in terms of just the general gameplay, pretty much tr- tried true traditional Monster Hunter, just way harder monsters that hit harder. Um, and then, but, you know, just a simple matter of upgrading your armor and all that stuff, uh, you know, to adequately uh, compete against them, um, you know, from that standpoint. So, I mean, pretty much as long as you do that, you won't have too hard of a time. Um, and then, you know, it's pretty easy to get other people to help just shoot an SOS flare. Um, seems like when I asked for help, nobody, <laughs> nobody came and helped me. I don't know if maybe it was just, you know, people are just doing the exact same thing I was and I should have just joined them instead to get the credit. But, uh, at least nobody was hunting like, uh, the flagship, uh, dragon, uh, Valkana. Um, I just ended up single-handedly defeating him myself, barely, barely like, uh, it was like five minutes left. And I think I was maybe like a minute or two from failing the quest. And thankfully I'm like, when is this dude going to die? They told me he was, he was, he was uh, about to die, but I was like, man, he still has a lot of health for somebody that's about to die. And then, you know, luckily defeated him last minute. So that was at least the big monster, uh, last big monster I fought. Then I got my ass whooped by Beezle Goose. I forgot his his uh, variant name, like Radiant Beagle, Beagle Goose or something like that. I don't know. I totally butcher his name, by the way, but I don't care. You know what? You know what? Beagle Goose. I said f-. I said Because f-. he's, he's ain't, he ain't number little bitch. Okay. But yeah, overall, thoroughly enjoying it. Pretty interesting story compared to original monster in the world. So, I mean, that was pretty cool. Um, trying to think of anything else that stood out, uh, just overall, just even, you know, slight other quality of life improvements. Uh, there's a whole new world or, you know, a whole new, um, whole new area 
and you know hub and there's like you know all the cool like uh sauna stuff because it's in an ice environment so you know you gotta heat up and all that stuff so that's been pretty cool uh you can customize your house which i was messing around with as well add all the animals you caught and stuff like that um pretty much yeah just traditional g rank monster hunter or you know what they call it now master rank uh for this so um definitely looking forward to put more time in it and beating the heck out of it so yeah that's been great uh but yeah that's pretty much it um yeah since i'm running out of time as well i'll cut it off i will uh say real quick uh finish origin of new black uh on netflix um pretty great very sad uh ending not too oh totally sad just the sadness of seeing all the actors being sad that the show's ending uh it was a very sweet heartfelt uh credit scene um that you know ain't gonna lie made made the man tears come out you know i, I can say that the man tears came out but uh overall very satisfied with how to end it some slight weird disagreements and weirdness in terms of just like oh okay i guess they didn't resolve that all right they're just gonna leave that unresolved all right okay i guess we'll never know stuff like that but outside of that um pretty satisfied overall so but on that note guys i am definitely past time um so yeah uh if you'd like to check out um well check me out on other avenues you can check me out on this channel i'm streaming and live streaming right now twitch tv slash a switch where i plan at some point to uh start streaming again um also you can catch me on youtube.com slash a switch where again i plan to start posting content again and uh, if you have any questions you'd like to submit on submit to the show that you'd like for me to answer on the show or next episode, if I get enough, I'll uh, do that. Uh, you can shoot me an email at uh, a switch TV at gmail.com. Um, yeah, and I think that's pretty much it guys. Um, pretty interesting week. I guess a pretty disappointing week in some aspects, if I say so myself. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, some pretty interesting news either way. Uh, so until next time, guys. Um.